Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about people think that they're good when they're actually not. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, have you ever encountered a software developer who thought that they were really, really good at what they do or that they were helping out when in actuality they weren't? And the short answer is yes. Although I've never met a software developer who just, I'm pretty sure some of you have, but just a developer who <clears throat> had the idea that they were extremely good at what they did when they were absolutely rubbish at it. I mean, it, this is so hard because, I mean, from, I mean, even when I'm doing this video, I'm pretty sure that there's a ton of people on the, uh, on the interwebs who's going to have this, uh, who's basically going to comment on this section in this video of mine and say that, well, Frederick, you're probably one of those. And yeah, sure, I'm probably one of those people who think that I'm better than I am actually, I actually am. That's the, that's the whole problem with this, right? It's subjective as hell. Everybody can claim that anybody is better, that you know, you have a perception of yourself that you're better than you actually are. But the, uh, the best example I can give of this is I've dealt with a, well, this is a bit tricky to express in a way that relays my problem to you in an efficient manner, but I will do my best. I've been, I have worked with a developer who had a fairly junior profile within front-end and also more experienced people as well. And this is the reason why I claim that there is almost, it's almost impossible to find senior, senior experiences when it comes to front-end. Because when it comes to front-end, it really, really, really shows how experienced you are at least in my opinion, when you see someone try to do something that is non-standard. And what I mean by that is basically that this more junior profile and the senior profile, I've been dealing with them both in in their own way and they've joined forces and so forth back in the back in the day when I was working with them. And they're what they were trying to attempt, and they're still they were still trying to attempt the one when I kind of left that conversation, is to unify an entire company on a standard set of UI components. Now, if you have never done this, you will not know how tricky that is. If you have done it, you will probably just nod with me, I hope now at least, and say, Frederick, yeah, that is really, really tricky. It's god near, nearly impossible to do. It's it's almost impossible. It's like I'm stating to you right here, it's, so tricky, in fact, that I will argue that the only sustainable way of doing it requires a fairly enormous a fa or fairly large investment from the company. Now, the reason why it's so hard to standardize on a, UI, a set of UI components is that you need to have the experience to know what all the possible considerations are going to be today and in the coming 10 years to actually know what tools to standardize on it. Because if you think that you're gonna throw in, I don't know, JS in C CSS in JS or some other library and then that's gonna just roll, then you haven't even thought a thought about a fraction of the problem that you're facing. You have education problems, you have sustainability problems, you have perf future performance problems, you have uh, 
tons and tons of tons of considerations to make. And other issues such as, all right, you need to synchronize the design department so that they have a, work, a structured work process because it doesn't matter if you call, you can make a thousand components and call them standard in any library with fucking storybook documentation or docx or name your fucking favorite library. It won't matter at all if the design that comes in is vastly different. If they change their mind every other day, it doesn't matter because you can't standardize on anything. So these two people that I've been working with, like they truly, truly believed and it, it didn't really matter how many times it turned out that they were wrong like the, the like the senior was trying to do the same thing like trying to reconvert the whole project to um, using uh, like a new a new standard i know i think that at the time when when i kind of left the conversation we had three different setups of storybook with quote unquote standard components that seemed to always be standard in the mind of this person, but nobody was actually using it. And even when I spoke to this individual, they said like, yeah, I don't get it. Like nobody's using it. No, exactly, dude. But you, why are you continuing this down this route? Like the problem, and I was trying to, I tried to explain it. The problem is that you sit down in, at your computer and you decide, hey guys, this is gonna be a standard component. And then you develop a standard component from your perspective without even checking in with the other departments to try to figure out what their needs are, trying to figure out, all right, how does their workflow work? How you, do, you don't even go and talk to like design, the design department, try to figure out what their needs are. You don't get, gather any stakeholder information. You sit down and you write something in your mind that's gonna be generic. And then you just push out a little message into our Slack channel stating that, hey guys, this is now a standard, use it. <laughs> and then you think that people are gonna use it. <laughs> are you serious? Like, and this is supposed to be a more senior profile. And then a, a more junior profile comes in a few months later and basically tries to do the exact same thing. Literally, like, like it's it's like a self-fulfilling, like, uh, and I'm pretty sure that within uh, like within a short period of time, we're going to see, I'm going to see that sort of thing again. I'm going to see an, a person who, uh, a ne the next person is going to come in and do the same thing, and we're going to have another standard. You see, that's the beautiful thing about standards. Everybody thinks that they're complicated, and, and then they invent another standard, and that's usually how it goes. And this time, this, this more junior profile actually managed to convince the higher-ups to get some capacity to quote-unquote solve this problem and get, a, and get what I called the buy-in, which is very interesting because it was after, after she came speaking to me where this idea of getting the buy-in, like I was actually very proud of her at one point because she did explain that I've realized that the problem isn't that, uh, isn't that we can't standardize, the problem is that everybody's doing their own thing. And then I just kind of go, congratulations, you have realized the, the fundamental problem. The problem isn't that you can't technically solve this. The problem is that you have a social barrier and office politics and all this other bullshit to deal with before you can even sit down and approach the idea of having a standard. But even so, like we come back to this problem that right now the approach is that you know, we're finally going to get the design department to sit down and write a, a, a sequence of molecule symbols that they're going to reuse in their different artboards and then that's going to be the standard. Yet again, nobody's speaking to all the different departments and information sharing and making sure holding workshops 
and above all else introducing a physical limitation because if you want something like to, like a migration migration strategy like this to work long term you need a way to remind people that hey guys this is how we used to do things and this is how we're going to do it today I'm going to disrupt your build pipeline. I'm going to do something to give you incentive to actually invest into these, this new way of working. And that is, at least in my experience, the only way that you're going to get this. And you can only get this in two ways. And this, these tips I give you for free. The first way is to have a central team, like a standard component team or like a group of people who are responsible for making sure that this happens and they have to have some type of authority or they have to be above the team so be part of code reviews and things like that to make sure that people are following these practices usually this is the role of a CTO or like a some type of manager type of person the other way which is also very you can use both of course is to use linters and static analysis tools to actually check that people are progressing in a very similar way to how you would use a coverage checker to make sure that people are writing their unit tests so what i want you to take away from this is that i've absolutely met people who believe that they're better at solving uh, solving problems than they actually are and usually the easiest way to see this is that they seem to like they give it the college try and they like they do really well and some of them are actually really well i'm not going to say it's full of themselves but they actually pat themselves on the back and say that this is good work but the outcome is always the same the outcome is that their solution although it might be genius doesn't actually get any traction that's the easiest way to determine if someone is actually just kidding themselves into believing that they're really really good or that they are actually really really good because the people who are really really good are usually the people who create a solution that actually sticks that's at least from my perspective have a great day